Unleavened Bread Ministries presents From your hands, your feet, your side Unleavened Bread Bible Studies with David Eels Can quench my thirsting soul Pure as water made me whole Let your streams of mercy flow Oh Jesus, I trust in you Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. And Father, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for giving us wisdom into the deceptions of the devil that are so common today. Uh, Thank you so much, Father. Open our eyes. Deliver us from evil. Give dreams and visions to your people. Amen. All right. um, We're going to study. New Age and Alien Deceptions. And this will be number one. And uh, we're going to start with uh, a dream of Mars Discovery Deception. Uh, this was given to uh, Garrett Crawford, 4-24-22. And Garrett said, I had a dream that a discovery was made on Mars. It was something that the world and the unsaved celebrated. They could not contain their excitement, and I could tell this was something that would reshape world history and greatly change the course of the future in respect to beliefs and possibly religion itself. Well, let me say that those who are just religious and don't know the real Jesus or have the discernment and wisdom of the Holy Spirit will be deceived by the New Age alien deception. The discovery, so-called, lie that other beings were created by God and other worlds exist would create an existential crisis for many, especially Christians, and shake their belief systems to the core. And that's the plan of the deep state, of course. Uh, Back to Garrett. For the longest time in the dream, I was not allowed to see what it was. It was a secret guarded by a select few. But eventually, a few of this group of people, in the know, so to speak, uh, gave me a viewing device to see what, in fact, this discovery was. And when I looked into it, I saw a photo of the surface of Mars. It showed three distinct yet very aged and weathered faces carved into a mountainside. <laughs> Although the faces looked ancient, I could clearly tell they had been carved into the mountain almost like an ancient and primitive Mount Rushmore. Although it did not shake my faith in the least, I could tell that would not be the case for countless others around the world once this was revealed to the public. And then I woke up. I told my wife about the dream of the three faces carved into the mountain on Mars. Then this afternoon, as uh, a seeming confirmation 
for my dream, my wife went to read our daughter a children's book. She opened to a random page, and the image she saw was a cartoon drawing of Mount Rushmore. It was the first time she had ever opened the book. And uh, we'll put here a picture of what uh, that looked like. Um, okay, uh, we're going to give another article here. Uh, mainstream media propaganda deception uh, saying something is coming. Is America finally ready to take UFOs seriously? And this is an article by The Guardian on 2522. Last year was a breakthrough time for UFOs as a landmark government report prompted the possibility of extraterrestrial visitors to finally be taken seriously by everyone from senators to a former president to the Pentagon. By 2022, could be even more profound, uh, experts say, as the clamor for UFO disclosure and discovery continues to grow. And as new scientific projects bring us closer than ever to potentially discovering non-Earth life. Well, my thought is that when I was a child, I saw a full disclosure of a flying saucer that was reverse engineered. I saw the drawing of it, you know, a, a cutaway of it. You could see it. And uh, I read a story about uh, this saucer uh, diving into a body of water near Russia when radar was locked onto it. The Russians expected to find wreckage because hitting the water that fast would obviously destroy anything normal. <laughs> so they expected to find wreckage, uh, but never found anything. It is believed that they can move freely underwater. And as uh, fast as the supernatural type aliens, uh, these are demons. And, uh, you know, um, this, this lie has been perpetrated upon the earth uh, that these aliens, uh, friendly and not, so to speak, um, but they are here to deceive, and they have been here before. And um, as far as a man-made alien, they, they have these two. They, they can put masks on people. But um, the aliens, of course, that pass through walls and things like that, they're not aliens at all. These are demons. Okay. In June, the Pentagon released a highly anticipated report on Unexplained Aerial Phenomena, UAP, the now preferred nomenclature by some in the extraterrestrial community, which found more than 140 instances of UAPs that could not be explained. Well, they can be explained because they've had flying saucers, um, and uh, these are all part of the deception, which is why they're so uh, eager to hide them, and so on. People see these things flying and their speed and their agility and all these things, and they think, oh, that's got to be a, an alien vessel. No, it doesn't. 
The report came after leaked military footage documenting seemingly otherworldly happenings in the sky and after testimony from Navy pilots helped to somewhat uh, destigmatize a subject that has long been uh, defined by conspiracy theories and dubious sightings. Uh, I want to say that on top of the, the natural UFOs, which the government has, um, and by the way, after I saw that, it disappeared and I never saw it again. Kind of like Planet X, you know. It came out, they decided, oh, we don't want this, and, and that was the end of that. You can't see it, you know. Uh, there are supernatural, uh, demon-oriented uh, signs and wonders out there to convince people. So on top of the physical, there is the spiritual. And uh, they, the government, especially the deep state government, uh, believes that what they're dealing with is aliens. Okay, But they are deceived because they are wicked. Then they worship Satan. And, uh, of course, Satan is all willing to just give them all they want, right? So going on, it says, All in all, the newly sincere approach to UFOs has long-time sky watchers excited. I'm confident that 2022 is going to be a seismic year for UFOs, says Nick Pope, who spent the early 1990s investigating UFOs for the British Ministry of Defense. In Congress, where a bipartisan group of senators has been pushing for years for the government to release more information on UFOs and from the U.S. Defense Department and intelligence community, Pope said he senses a genuine desire to grip the issue. Mm -hmm. In other words, we're going to deceive the world. <laughs> I think we uh, will see congressional hearings on UFOs, Pope said, and I also think that we will see the release of more U.S. military photos and videos of UFOs and associated documents. Some of this may come via uh, whistleblowers, but much of it may be released by government itself, either proactively or uh, in response to requests under the Freedom of Information Act. Well, I'll add another one to that. The New Age people who have been talking to these demons for a long time and, of course, uh, bring, prophetically bringing to us what they say. Okay, And we know what they want to do. They want to take the place of God. Uh, they want to prove that they were the ones who seated us here, and so on and so forth. Back to our, our article here. Finally, I think we'll see more high-caliber witnesses coming forward, including commercial airline pilots, military air crew, uh, radar operators, the intelligence officers, and direct knowledge of this subject. It was a group of pilots who brought the issue to the fore in uh, 2021, in a breakthrough interview with 60 Minutes. Members of the U.S. Navy lined up to recall their experiences of encountering UFOs on America's coast. It happened so frequently that the encounters became commonplace, Ryan Graves, a retired Navy pilot, told the CBS show. Well, these people are seeing what they're seeing, okay? Um, what's being made of that is a delusion. Okay, back to our article. Every day, Graves said, every day for at least a couple of years, 
For years, pilots had refused to share tales of their UFO experiences, worried of being labeled kooks or being passed over for promotion. The account of the Navy pilots was given credibility, however, by leaked military footage which showed an oval flying object near the U.S. Navy ship off San Diego and separate videos which showed triangular-shaped objects buzzing around in the sky. The U.S. government's UFO report, released in uh, June of 2021, fueled more interest. The Pentagon studied 144 incidents reported by military pilots between 2004 and 2021 in preparing the report. Officials were able to explain one of the incidents. It was a balloon. Well, we've heard that before, and a lot of people think that's silly. So so it makes them think the opposite is true, which is not necessarily so, right? So it was a balloon, but the rest remain a mystery. Yes, a mystery. People get very interested in mysteries. Since then, the Pentagon, pushed by U.S. Senators Kirsten Gillibrand and Marco Rubio, has uh, launched a new office uh, for reporting and analyzing UFO reports. Although some in the UFO community suspect that the government to be less than forthcoming with its findings. Well, of course. So let me say that the government uh, has been dealing with what they believe to be aliens from many years. And a personal friend who was a colonel uh, related to me how that he saw these aliens in their underground facility, uh, which, of course, is the same as the deep state's underground facilities, which they are breaking into and, and so on, which the alliance is breaking into. He said they could pass through walls and could eat children. Well, it sounds like demons, right? Of course. They had a working relationship with the military. Yep. They, they know them, they see them, and so on and so forth. Still, as the clamor for information has grown, uh, so has interest from the scientific community, and in 2022, a slew of new projects will launch, specifically aimed at detecting alien life. And I'm sure they will be able to find it. <laughs> We've got to start thinking uh, we're not alone, they say, you know. It's how crowded is it up there? A frequent backdrop to any discussion of alien life is how it would affect humans here on Earth. Some speculate that religions could be shaken to their core. Or not necessarily all of them, for sure. <laughs> uh, or that there could be a mass existential crisis, which would represent an equally devastating blow to the human sense of self-importance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, aliens are demons manifested in flesh. Garrett Crawford, 6-15-2010. There are many people, this is my note, uh, convinced of aliens or guides that they feel are friendly to humanity, which is a strong delusion because all of the aliens are demons. As the scripture says, have you noticed that many of the Planet X Nabiru researchers have fallen for what they 
read the ancients said of aliens showing up when Planet X did? They were deceived by demons as a type for our day. We should not be deceived. They are being released by God to deceive. Jude 5, I, Now I desire to put you in remembrance, though you know all things once and for all, that the Lord, having saved a people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And angels that kept not their own principality, but left their proper habitation, he hath kept in everlasting bonds under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. So there is a time to release these deceiving spirits, okay? And it is possible that they will play the good alien, bad alien game to drive the multitudes into the camp of the so-called good aliens. But they are all demons. Back to this dream. In my dream, I was outside of a populated area, maybe in a park or something. It was nighttime, and it seemed like any other summer night. All of a sudden, a lot of strange lights started appearing in the sky. First, it seemed like hundreds of shooting stars falling to earth. And then, as the light became more illuminated, the objects took the shape of spacecraft. The night sky was lit up like the 4th of July, and everyone was shocked and amazed from east to west the sky filled with this armada of craft entering earth's atmosphere what the ancients believed were aliens folks is uh, who showed up during the time of planet x according to their writings were in fact demons who are fallen angels and can take on the appearance of physical bodies, just like God's angels did, but uh, for the purpose of deception. The tribulation covenant could be made under cover of catastrophes, even planet X, Nabiru. Just as the woman is going into the wilderness, there is a war in heaven, and Satan and his fallen angels are cast to earth to deceive the whole world. Revelation 12 and 9. And the great dragon was cast down, the old serpent, he that is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was cast down to the earth, and his angels were cast down with him. There they come. Okay. Uh, our Belinda had a dream of a bright star falling from heaven and received Isaiah 14, where Satan has fallen from heaven. Uh, Isaiah 14, 12 through 13. How art thou fallen from heaven, O day star, son of the morning? How art thou cast or cut down to the ground that didst lay low the nations? I recently asked the Lord, um, who was the controlling demon? Uh, interestingly enough, uh, I flipped my Bible up and stuck my finger down right here on this text. The control. Who is the controlling demon, right? Interesting, huh? Verse 13. 
And thou saidst in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. That's the seed of Abraham. That's us who walk by faith. And I will sit upon the mount of the congregation. There you go. The devil loves to go to church. And in the uttermost parts of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. Yep, and people don't know that's who they're worshiping in in a great extent. Yet thou shalt be uh, brought down to Sheol, to the uttermost parts of the pit. So Satan deceives men into thinking that he is God, and he is pleased with unregenerate, falsely called good men, uh, which is the doctrine of the New Agers, right? In Second Corinthians 11 and 13, we're told, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, fashioning themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for, listen, Satan fashions himself into an angel of light. Hmm. That's how he comes. He doesn't come with the horns and the pitchfork and the red suit, you know. It's no great thing, therefore, if his ministers also fashion themselves as ministers of righteousness. So you see, there's quite a few of them out there that are walking in the flesh and, of course, serving the devil, uh, whose end shall be according to their works. Uh, Babylon, uh, U.S., is partner in this deception of the nations. Revelation 18 and 23 says, And the light of a lamp shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. This is Babylon. For thy merchants were the princes of the earth, for with thy sorcery were all the nations deceived. Hmm. Okay, back to the dream. I was very skeptical, Garrett said, even while seeing this with my own two eyes. I confidently told everyone, don't be fooled. It's a hologram. Well, there are holograms, and they're very good with those holograms, and they can even make them in the sky. So this is an uh, an obvious possibility, you know. Uh, which is, uh, that's one of the theories, too, by the way. And I thought that these uh, sites were just a crafty trick, which is true, but not as a false vision, okay? But then the ship started to get closer to the ground, and they ultimately landed. By this time, I was starting to get bewildered. I didn't know what to think. I was really caught off guard. And I thought for sure it was all some sort of illusion by the evil rulers of the world. Well, <laughs> let me say, they, they are Satanists, and they are in on the plan of strong delusion, which is according to God's will. Second Thessalonians 2 and 8 says, And then shall be revealed the lawless one, whom the Lord Jesus shall slay with the breath of his mouth. That's the son of perdition, right? And there are many sons of perdition, by the way. Uh, Judas was one, and there have been many Judases since. So, so keep an, uh, your understanding opened here. 
whom the Lord Jesus will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to naught by the manifestation of his coming. Yes, he's coming to judge the Edomites, uh, those who persecute God's people, who are traitors to God's people, who should be brothers but are not. Even he whose coming is according to the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. You know, let me say, Satan comes with all power, signs, and lying wonders. And with all deceit of unrighteousness for them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God sendeth them a working of error that they should believe a lie. God sends it. God sends it. That they all might be judged who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So it appears in this dream that the fallen angel's deception is so strong that God's people will be tested to see who really believes. And Mark uh, 13 and 22 says, For there shall arise false Christs, uh, false prophets, and show signs and wonders, and they shall lead astray, if possible, the elect. Well, the New Age is uh, principally in on this part of it. Okay. They want to reveal all of this to the world, but they don't have any spiritual discernment. Uh, once, Garrett said, once the craft landed, the door opened and some humanoid beings walked out. Everyone was amazed and startled at the same time. I couldn't believe my eyes. Still believing this was a hologram. I ran over to the ship to touch it and realized it was real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, Satan and his angels are very technological, and if they have to be and uh, have to have the ability to manifest um, and interact with the physical realm, uh, they gave men atomic bombs and anti-gravity flying saucers, etc., etc. Um Garrett said, I swallowed hard, realizing I was wrong, and I ran back to the crowd. Well, not completely wrong here. You know, he wasn't completely wrong. The humanoid beings dressed in Star Trek-type apparel, obviously we've been set up for this, you know, were, were being let out by a blonde-haired woman. Well, let me say, I'm not going to name any names, but there is a woman who has introduced many to speaking and hearing from aliens. Uh, yeah, but they're not aliens. And this is no different than a seance, you know, which is uh, speaking to aliens called familiar spirits. Okay. Um, Garrett said, I, being overwhelmed and slightly intimidated, ran up to her and began to rebuke her in my tongue language. Uh, I often do this in dreams when I feel physically or mentally helpless against an enemy, and it often gets me results. Well, of course it does. <laughs> Unless you're coming against a delusion that God sends. You see what I'm talking about? 
I thought for sure she would uh, shrivel up in a puddle of goop, like something out of The Wizard of Oz, but to my astonishment, she just kind of pushed me out of the way and without even acknowledging me, and I was perplexed. Well, the answer to this is when God sends a delusion to deceive the evil world, we cannot cast it down, nor should we even try. Second Thessalonians 2 and 11, For this God, cause God sendeth them a working of error, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be judged who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So, as you can see, uh, we only have authority to help the believers. And uh, we don't have authority to get in God's way. <laughs> I watched the group of beings disperse into the crowd. It seemed like they had specific orders and didn't even stop to talk to anyone. They just went about whatever it is that they were sent here for. And I remember being surrounded by hundreds of people like me, everyone just totally in awe of what they saw. After some time, I started to see the beings again, but now they did not look like humans. They had glass faces like ice. It was like they were wearing a mask, but they weren't. I couldn't see through their heads, and nothing was inside. Oh, excuse me. I could see through their heads, and nothing was inside. Well, they got a lot of followers like that. <laughs> There's nothing inside. Hmm. They had hideous, clown-like faces with big smiles, like jack-o'-lanterns. Well, uh, thinking that these beings um, uh, were uh, mere humans, while in fact they are demon-possessed, is more common than we think. Uh, but the whole world outside of Christ will be deceived and possessed. Um. They were now corralling people like cattle in different areas. Does this sound familiar? Yeah. So who are they working for, these alien demons? Who are they working for? <laughs> the deep state. Um, and and corralling people like cattle in different areas as FEMA camps, right? And these adults were forced to separate from the children. Another thing that they do. This is not an alien thing. This is a human thing. And were taken to a designated area. The children were all taken to another area and placed in long lines, all of which led into a large circus-like tent. It's a circus. All right. So this alien disclosure will bring much confusion and distraction as well as cause people to give up their faith uh, in the one true God and falling into the hands of the deep state. How come they're corralling these people for the deep state? Because they work for the deep state. They're part of their delusion. And none of the children quite knew what was happening. They were all a little less concerned than the adults. And I remember leaving the adult group and running over to see what was happening to the children. And after seeing what was taking place, I immediately woke up. 
Yes, they they want the control of the children. And as you know, they do very perverse things with children. Okay. So, hmm. Okay, here's one. The Deathbed Confessions of Werner von Braun, Elon Musk's father. Hmm. So Deb sent this, and I also saw this in another place. Um, We're also seeing a big split in the ranks of the ruling oligarchy in the United States. Elon Musk of Tesla has apparently gotten off the fence and is now openly supporting the White Hats. This is significant because Musk is uh, the sort of a prominent, excuse me, the son of a prominent Nazi rocket scientist, Werner von Braun. And according to Japanese intelligence and confirmed by U.S. Space Force sources. Okay. Von Braun, who is widely credited as being the brains of the U.S. space program, made some interesting confessions as he was dying of cancer. He said the U.S. would attempt to control the world by building space-based weapons. Hmm. Well, that was right. He was right there. They would justify the massive expenditure by conjuring up fake enemies. First the Russians then terrorists, then third world crazies, then uh, asteroids, and finally, the funniest one of all, aliens, extraterrestrials, that would be the final card, and all of it is a lie, he said. (laughs) He was in on uh, the deep state's plan, and he squealed on them. All of it is a lie. So, anyway, I'll put here a video of the woman whom he gave his confession to. Okay, I'll link to that. CIA sources tell us that Elon Musk's public life story is a giant lie and that he was set up from the beginning to be a front man for commercializing Nazi high-tech. Mm-hmm. Sources linked to Musk provide us with evidence that electric car technology, for instance, has been uh, suppressed for a long time. Here we see electric cars being charged in 1917. Yes, they were. They had batteries of, ba- of batteries that they took in and out of the vehicles and then charged and changed them out on the next vehicle, so on and so forth. They had that, and I'll put you a link to that so you can see it. And here's a a clip from Operation Disclosure. In 1921, Nikola Tesla's Pierce Arrow electric car ran on pure etheric electricity. A self-recharging car that did not run on batteries, oil, or gas. Electric vehicles have been around uh, for much longer than most people realize. And this was not a myth, just a cover-up of our lost technology so that they could bill us every step of the way and have complete control over us. Yes, they were all into oil, and of course we needed to keep on burning oil in our cars, our gasoline in our cars, and so on and so forth. So uh, uh, free energy equals independence. 
Freedom from the matrix. Freedom to go wherever you want. Live, off-grid. Have heat and electricity. And live your life happily without government interferences. Well, I believe in some of that. (laughs) But the truth is, they've been hiding all this stuff. President Trump said he was going to bring it out. And he's doing it. Okay, here's another one given to Garrett. Uh, He called it, I Met Satan. Yes. 4-19-11. I would like to share a dream I had that confirms that we should not fear Satan or evil. Evil is not as powerful as our minds sometimes imagine, and Satan is no different. Well, that's right. Jesus took away his power. He bound the strong man and he told us, sick them. Yeah, that's right. And I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall in any wise harm you. Your fear is what harms you more than anything. Yeah. Garrett went on to say, I dreamed that I was with an unknown person in this dream that I believe was an angel. I could tell he knew a lot more of what was going on than I did. I accompanied him everywhere he went and I was like an observer. Towards the end of the dream, we entered an elevator. This elevator took us deep inside the earth. I was told that we were going to hell to see Satan. The ride took a long time, and my mind was wondering about how Satan was wondering, I should say, about how Satan would really appear. I was thinking, would he be intimidating? Would he be scary? How would I react to seeing him? Yeah. Once we arrived at the very bottom, that's where he is, the very bottom, the door opened and I looked around and we were inside a very large dark cave. Hell was just like I'd imagined it, big, dark, and cavernous. I I looked out of the area Uh, We were in, and I looked out into the larger opening, and I saw armies and very sophisticated weapons. There was violence taking place, and fire was everywhere. It was almost like a war itself. One of the weapons uh, spotted us (laughs) as we came out of the elevator and fired a missile at us, but it missed and exploded against the wall. My companion, the angel, was never frightened. It was like he knew nothing could hurt him. Uh, True. And as he walked, I followed, and he knew right where he was walking. He came to a door off in a dark corner of the cave. I realized this was Satan's office. Behind the door was the evil one himself. My heart was racing, not from fear, but from the suspense. The angel I was with opened the door, and there sat Satan in a chair behind a desk. But to my amazement, Satan was not a seven-foot giant with goat's horns. He was a clown. (laughs) Yes, yes, a clown, and a cartoon clown at that. Um, I was shocked and a little disappointed. I was expecting something more terrifying. <laughs> well, uh, clearly the Lord is saying, 
that Satan and his demons are not to be feared um, unless unless you're following them, right? Uh, if you're following in sin, you can fear Satan because he is there and he has a legal right to torment you, right? Well, Luke 10 and 17 says, And the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject unto us in thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan fallen as lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall in any wise hurt you. Well, he also told his disciples to go out and make disciples and to teach them to obey everything he told them. So you see, this was written to us. Okay, people don't know they have authority over the devil. They're afraid of the devil. They're running from the devil, which the Lord said, if you do that, uh, you will be scattered. If you don't plunder him, uh, the strong man, uh, you will be scattered, which is one of the words for Scorpios is scattered. Okay. He said, the angel then revealed to me that Satan is planning something big for the earth. During our trip back up in the elevator, I saw all these green vines shooting up through the elevator shaft from hell. And they were headed straight to earth. That's, that was his plan right there. Okay, There were a lot of them, like something from Jack and the Beanstalk. But instead of reaching from earth to heavens, they were going from hell to the earth above. And then I woke up. Well, according to the follow-up dream that he had from the Father uh, recently, the vines represent the alien deception that Satan is sending to earth from the pit of hell. Okay? Yes, the alien deception that these are aliens and not his demons, so, so as to give them free reign upon the earth to work for the deep state. <laughs> so Garrett said, below is a continuation from the dream above from 2011 called I Met Satan. It has the green vines connection, connection where there were green vines growing up from hell and the angel told me, Satan is planning something big for earth. Well, it seems the green vines finally made it to earth. And the plan is revealed. So here we'll give you that revelation. Garrett Crawford, 5.13.22. So, just a couple days ago. Satan is planning something big for earth, he called it. Mm-hmm. Garrett said, for a little context, many years ago, I worked for mortgage companies securing and repairing vacant foreclosures. I dreamed that me and my dad had been given a work order to secure and inspect a foreclosed home in Los Angeles, California. Of course, Los Angeles means the angels. But if you know Los Angeles, you know which angels they're talking about. <laughs> it was a big house in a nice neighborhood 
It was owned by a black husband and wife in their 50s or 60s. Well, my thought is uh, UFOs and aliens were big in the 50s and 60s, and the uh, black couple owning the house could represent that this is a house of sinners submitted to darkness or walking in darkness. I gathered this information by looking at their family photos still left at the property, and I thought these folks looked very successful from the photos. I didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to me how they could lose their house to foreclosure. Well, let me say, foreclosure means that they can't pay their debt, so the house is taken back. The debt for our house has been paid by faith in Jesus. It's not paid because there is no faith when, that it belongs to the devil. So if it's not paid because you have faith in the Lord who bore this curse for you, then it belongs to the devil. It's not been redeemed. I thought maybe one or both of them died, but I wasn't sure. I just knew something was amiss. Well, let me say, when one loses their house to the devil, their soul is his too, right? You know what your house is, right? Yeah. Okay. We proceeded through the large house taking photos with a camera I had rented at a local camera shop. These photos were to be provided to the bank. Then we walked into the basement, and to our utter amazement, we saw a small alien infant tangled up in green vines that appeared to be growing from the floor of the basement. Oh, there's the green vines that came out of hell and came up through the basement, okay? And they came straight out of hell. And this represents the alien deception. Okay. The vines were attached to the wall, and the infant was wrapped up in them. He had a large brown head with two large eyes. And when we saw him and approached him, he became aggressive and hissed at us. Well, the aliens slash demons, hate Christians, as you can imagine. I remember taking the rented camera and snapping pictures of him. Even though I was astonished at this, I was not overly distracted by it. I proceeded with my work at the property. My dad and I decided not to show the photos to anyone as it would become a distraction to the public. Well, uh, could this represent uh, the Father hiding things from the wise and prudent and revealing it unto babes? Probably so. He went on to say, I knew people would not be ready to see this. I downloaded the photos off of the camera and told my dad to return the camera to the shop. Later, I had sent my report and inspection photos to the bank. The next day, I was out and about and realized that the whole world was aware of the alien we had found. They had our photos. 
They were in every publication, in on every news station. There it is, the D-class of the alien deception. Right? Uh, on every news station, I had no idea how this had leaked. Well, let me say that true Christians will recognize this as a deception while the rest of the world will swallow the lie, kind of like the waters out of the mouth of the dragon, uh, which the woman refused, but the earth swallowed up, right? Mm -hmm. Revelation 12. I assumed it was because we returned the camera and the camera shop found the photos on the device and released them. I knew we had discovered it, but no one would ever know our identity. I was okay with that, but I was uh, a little disturbed how and why they were released. The world was in a frenzy, to say the least. A few days had passed, and I was sent back to the same home by the bank to remove the small area of vines growing in the basement. When I got back to the house, the alien child was gone, but the basement dining room was now absolutely full of green vines. So this will be, the, will be a worldwide deception that will be fed to all the people and has been planned by the deep state for many years. The walls and ceiling were now covered. I was supposed to remove them and it was a daunting task. Then my dad showed up, and we were talking about the alien. The next thing I knew, I stumbled across the rented camera in the basement. I got so upset at my dad because he returned the case, but not the camera. Honestly, I was worried about the late fees. Uh, laugh out loud. So, uh... He said he forgot to look inside the case when he returned it and realized something strange had happened. How did the world uh, know of the alien if we never took the camera back? Who released the photos? And then I woke up. Well, this could have been a supernatural thing, <laughs> both from the devil and God. Because Second Thessalonians 2, 8 through 12 says, And then shall be revealed the lawless one whom the Lord Jesus shall slay with the breath of his mouth, bringing to naught by the manifestation of his coming. Even he whose coming is according to the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceit of unrighteousness for them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God sendeth them a working of error, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be judged who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. Well, this next one I'm going to call, uh, If They Lied Once, They Will Lie Again. This is clips from Operation Disclosure. White Hat Intelligence says this, If we didn't go to the moon, where did all the money go that we spent to supposedly get, get there? Fifty years ago, NASA supposedly had the technology in shuttlecrafts to travel 
230,000 miles away to the moon, and this shuttle needed only one tank of gas and could easily, supposedly, travel through the Van Allen radiation belt with no problems, which is impossible, uh, with uh, human um, involved, right? Today, they, NASA, can and has only traveled one thousandth of the distance since 50 years ago. Back then, they had technology that was only one millionth as strong and capable of today's smartphone. So what kind of computers did they have that they could do all this? <laughs> Stone Age. Um, today, all evidence of Apollo 11 shuttlecraft, blueprints, and original videos have been destroyed. Hmm, why would they do that? Because it's stupid. Okay. Nothing has been saved from this historic journey and records. All that remains are edited videos of a moon landing that shows three different shadows from different lighting sources in some clips. Yeah, it was done on a stage, right? No stars in the background. Those were later added. <laughs> Only one photo of Earth was made public for 50 years. The astronauts were warned not to give interviews and seldom do. If NASA did go to the moon 50 years ago, they would have technology and videos to this, to this day of life traveling to Mars and beyond by now. But NASA can't even duplicate their Apollo 11 journey even with the most sophisticated computers and technology to this day that is one million times stronger than in 1969. Mm, big farce. Also, Apollo 11 equipment was destroyed. All original videotapes destroyed. All original blueprints destroyed. Blueprints destroyed. No one would ever do this destruction of a historical landmark and journey in the United States world history unless they were destroying evidence. Yeah. Today, you can get good phone service in the forest or far from the city in high terrains or canyons or the oceans, but evidently back in 1969, you had perfect technology to speak with astronauts 150,000 miles away. There's footage coming out by NASA whistleblowers who have leaked the fake videos of Apollo 11 astronauts pretending to be traveling halfway to the moon. The radiation field between the Earth and the moon is 25,000 miles thick. To this day, they don't have technology to travel through the radiation belt. NASA astronauts Colonel Terry Virts and Dr. Kathleen Rubens and Dr. Kelly Smith, NASA engineer, say in official NASA videos that no one has gone beyond low Earth orbit through the Van Allen belts of dangerous radiation yet. 
This means that no one has landed on the moon, much less Mars. Right? <laughs> now, all three NASA employees are banned from talking to the public. Mm-hmm. Think, how can a small space shuttle leave the Earth, which is spinning at a thousand miles an hour on its axis, and flying through the universe at four times the speed of a bullet? <laughs> how does a NASA shuttle leave Earth to travel a half a million miles around trip on a tank of gas, make it through 25,000 miles of a radiation belt, and have perfect radio communications in 1969 when NASA only had less than one millionth of computing power of today's smartphone, and why was all evidence of Apollo 11 destroyed? Oh, good question. Hmm. So, I say again, if they lied to you once, they'll lie again. Okay. So, uh... This is, we're going to call this Alien Demon Disclosure. And this was uh, written by Gary Stearman. Uh, Old Gods and New, Eminent Disclosure. Okay, we'll jump in and out of this a few times. Um, the definition of disclosure is the revealing of something long held secret. For important reasons, we now need to be sensitive to this word. In the coming days, it is likely to be resounding through the public media. Of late, this term has been used of several governments around the world, France and England, to name two, which have disclosed that they have been concealing years of detailed records concerning their interaction with unidentified flying objects. UFOs, okay? Uh, of course, that gives them plenty of time to make anything up, you know, etc., uh, etc. Et After decades of fanatical secrecy, they are beginning to reveal that both the phenomenon and the beings associated with it are real. What's more, they are now hinting that they have had various relationships, including technology trades, with alien intelligences. In August of 2009, the UK government released thousands of pages of historical UFO documents kept during the years 18, 1981 and 1996. They are now online and have also been made available in public domain. They reportedly detail uh, many close encounters, purported abductions, and especially in-depth documentation about what has been called Britain's Roswell. The Rendlesham Forest uh, Air Base, I don't know how to pronounce that, uh, event that took place in Suffolk. Up to now, the major world media has been reluctant to touch this subject. However, a number of news sources at the edge of society have begun to document the back-channel chatter about our dealings with aliens reportedly taking place at high levels in our government. One such source uh, is datelined October 21, 2009, published by Examiner.com and reporter Michael Salia, Ph.D., and he writes, 
quote, an official announcement by the Obama administration disclosing the, the reality of extraterrestrial life is imminent. You know, I pray that Obama never gets to see these aliens up close in their natural habitat. <laughs> Help him, Lord. For several months, senior administration officials have been quietly deliberating behind closed doors about how much to disclose to the world about extraterrestrial life. Well, this is such uh, an interesting topic because many have not found intelligent life on this planet yet. Okay. It, it goes on, said dissatisfaction among powerful uh, institutions such as the U.S. Navy over the decades-long secrecy policy has given a boost to efforts to disclose the reality of extraterrestrial life and technology. The impending disclosure announcement follows upon the secret implementation of a year-long openness policy on UFOs and extraterrestrial life. Over the period of February 12th through 14th of 2008, the United Nations held closed-door discussions where approximately 30 nations secretly agree on a new openness policy on UFOs and extraterrestrial life in 2009. The openness policy was implemented but never publicly announced due to the threats against UN diplomats to not disclose details of the secret agreement. The secret UN agreement was based on two conditions. First, UFOs would continue to appear around the world. And second, the openness policy would not lead to social unrest in liberal democracies. Both conditions have been satisfied, making it possible for the next stage to begin. Official Disclosure of Extraterrestrial Life. And uh, here's a, a little subtitle. Extraterrestrials? No. <laughs> what is behind the current UFO phenomenon? Certainly it involves advanced super vehicles and visiting aliens. But just as certainly the visitors are not sci-fi space travelers. Our guide to truth, the Bible, simply does not speak of travelers from the stars coming here in the latter days to guide mankind into a new age of peace and enlightenment, especially to tell us that these aliens are the ones that planted us here instead of God, right? And um, let me say that in Genesis 6 and 2, the sons of God are not fallen angels who descended from heaven to take human wives, resulting in the corruption of mankind as we're going to see. Um, I'm going to share with you um, this, which I'm going to call, Flesh is Born of Flesh and not demons. And this is an excerpt from Sons of God, Aliens, and Giants by David Eels. Okay. God said in John 3 and 6, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, 
and that which is born of the Spirit is spirits. So, demons cannot birth children through humans. Demons can infest humans with lying spirits and pass them on through the bloodline, for sure, okay? Uh, Genesis 6 and 1, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the ground. Notice, men began to multiply on the face of the ground, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all that they chose. Well, uh, let me say, believers are the sons of God mentioned here and in the rest of scriptures, like Psalm 82 and 6, Deuteronomy 14, 1 and 2, Hosea 1 and 10, Isaiah 43, 6, etc. Notice this was when men began to multiply, not angels. Uh, Jesus quoted Psalm 82 and 6 to his people, and he said, I said, ye are gods, all of you sons of the Most High. Who is it that are sons of God? Uh, no, not demons, not aliens. God's people. So to be a son, you must be born of God, not created as the angels are. Adam was called a son of God, and he was born of God. And when he breathed into him the breath, or spirit, which is the same Hebrew word, of life, only his flesh was created from the earth, and so was ours, which came from his. God specifically says that he never called an angel his son, nor are they born of him. Hebrews 1 and 5. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son. Is that clear or what? This day have I begotten, that's the Greek word for born, thee. Begotten thee. Okay? So we were begotten by God. The uh, angels were created by God. There's a difference. God specifically says that their spirits were created. Verse 7. And of the angels, he saith, who maketh, or creates, his angels winds, or spirits, same Greek word, spirits. So he makes his angels spirits. He creates his angels spirits. That's spirits making spirit, right? The proponents of this false doctrine say that Satan came among the angels in Job who were said to be the sons of God. It does not say that. Satan, the highest falling angel, was not a son of God, but only came among them to be their accuser as he did with Job. Job 1 and 6. Now it came to pass on the day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, as we can see the sons of God are his children on earth and has nothing to do with the demons, aliens, right? The Lord, uh, they present themselves before the Lord, that Satan also came among them. He immediately begins to accuse them to God. 
Verse 11, But put forth thy hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will renounce thee to thy face. Well, here's the same case. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1. And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to be his adversary. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuked thee, O Satan. Yea, the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take the filthy garments from off of him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with rich apparel. So Joshua, the Hebrew word for Jesus, and uh, Jerusalem uh, represent the same thing here, the body of Christ, who are being accused by Satan. Paul said the heavenly Jerusalem was the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, Hebrews 12:23. And we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We, as the sons of God, present ourselves before him constantly, and Satan comes among us to accuse us. So we're never out of God's presence. You'll notice that God separated the line of Seth and the line of Cain in Genesis chapter 4 and 5, just as he separated Israel from the Gentiles and commanded them not to cross. In the New Testament, Christians are forbidden to marry unbelievers, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 39. Although if you are married to one, do not leave them, for God can save them. 7, 12 through 14. Notice in all three of these cases, we are talking about crossing the sons of God and the sons of the devil, or men, which is strictly forbidden. 1 Corinthians seven thirty nine, Ezra 9 and 2, 10 and 10. 2 Corinthians six fourteen through 18 In all of these cases, when the sons of God fell away, they began to have fellowship with fallen angels, which we call demons. So sons of God, when they fall away, they're fellowshipping with demons, and especially if they intermarry with the sons of the devil. <laughs> so uh, Psalm 78 and 49 called them here angels of evil. Some people say the demons are not the, are not the fallen angels. Well, they are called angels of evil in Psalm 78, 49. And in 2 Corinthians 12 and 7, the Greek word for angel of Satan. Oh, so the demons are these angels or aliens. Demons did not directly create giants because they cannot. The scripture teaches that each seed brings forth after its own kind. Jesus said that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You see? 
Therefore, spirits cannot bring forth flesh. Some would argue that Jesus was born of God. Jesus' spirit was born of God, but his flesh was born of David through Mary. The Bible tells us this. It says, the seed of the woman. The seed of the woman. Romans 1 and 3, listen carefully. Concerning his son, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh. There you go. Okay. Who was declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. All we got to do is find the scriptures and look at them, and it just totally blows this confusion out of the water. Spirits can inhabit bodies of men that can procreate, but they cannot have anything to do with making giants through marrying the daughters of men. Matthew um, 22 and 29 But Jesus answered and said unto them, You do err, not knowing the Scriptures, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels in heaven. Oh, notice that angels cannot marry or or be given in marriage. And these are the angels in heaven. What about the fallen angels? They can't do it either. Fallen angels do not procreate man's flesh, but his spirit and soul. And uh, spirits sow a spiritual seed, not a physical one. Jesus is the Word who, in Matthew 13, sowed the seed of the Word in his people's hearts in order to bring forth his fruit in them, 30, 60, and 100 fold. And in Matthew 13, 24, 27 and 32, the word for seed in Greek is sperma. Demons also sow their sperm in mankind's hearts to bring forth their evil fruit, but this is their spiritual man and not their flesh. They don't create their flesh. Because God said they can't. Seth the Son of God is mentioned in uh, the spiritual lineage of Jesus in uh, Luke uh, 3 and 38. The Son of Enos, the Son of Seth, the Son of Adam, the Son of God. You'll notice that God mentions all of Cain's wicked descendants in Genesis 4, 16 through 24, uh, and then after this, we are told in Genesis 4 and 25, and Adam knew his wife again and bare a son and called his name Seth. For, said she, God hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, for Cain slew him. And to Seth to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enosh. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Now, now pay attention to that text. Notice that after all that evil seed 
God gave one to replace Abel, the righteous seed. Why didn't any of Cain's seed replace Abel as the righteous seed? Obviously, his seed were evil. 1 John 3.12 Not as Cain was of the evil one, the Bible says. Only after Seth and his son were born did the Scripture say men, plural, began to call on the name of the Lord. Obviously, Cain's seed, that whole lineage, and his tribe did not call on the Lord. He was mad at the Lord, if you remember, because the Lord didn't accept his sacrifice. They were sons and daughters of men, as such called on the devil. And after Adam, there was not another son of God born until Seth skipping over all of the seed of Cain. Genesis 5 and 3. And Adam lived 130 years and began and begat a son in his own likeness after his image, which was what? A son of God. He was called a son of God, right? And called his name Seth. Notice that none of Cain's descendants were sons of God but were of men. Read it carefully. You'll see what I mean. I did. (laughs) How then were the giants made? Seth and Cain's lineages stayed separate for hundreds of years according to the command of God. They inbred within their lines, which was not against the command of God at this time. In nature, especially after the curse, this deteriorates the line when you inbred, 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 right? We know what that does. Uh, They became weaker, smaller, and less intelligent. (laughs) This is what happens. I mean, both lineages would do that, you see. And wherever there has been inbreeding today, the descendants are sickly in mind and body. And when the sons of God began to fall away, some became inhabited by demons. This also happened in Israel and Christianity because history always repeats. As Ecclesiastes 1.9 says, That which has been is that which shall be, and that which hath been done is that which shall be done. There's no new thing under the sun. So when after years of inbreeding, the fallen sons of God and the sons of men crossed, which was forbidden. They crossed, making what we call today uh, hybrids. The Nephilim were bigger, stronger, more intelligent, because as hybrids, they ended up with the better physical characteristics of both lines. Later in the The law, God forbid inbreeding, uh, at least with close relatives. Now even cousins are a no-no because the further from Adam we go, the stronger the curse has become. The serpent obviously walked on legs in the garden because God cursed him to crawl on his belly. That curse was gradual and increased as time went by. Even in Job's day, 
which was in Jacob's day, by the way, he was seeing dinosaurs in Job 40 and 15 through 41 and 34. You have to ignore translators' silly notes calling them hippopotamus and crocodile. We've never seen a hippo with a tail like a cedar or a crocodile that was so, so tall that a multitude of men with spears and arrows dared not even approach him. So people's silly translators do stuff, you know. The, um, the dinosaurs were serpents with legs. Even today, some serpents have vestiges of legs beneath their skin. And the fire-breathing dragon in Job 41, 18-21 was a Tyrannosaurus. This was one type of the serpent in that time, but it was cast down by the curse to crawl on its belly. Remember? Revelation 12 and 9. The great dragon was cast down. The old serpent. The increasing curse made it more and more improbable for giants, human or beast, to be bred. So let's go back to Gary's text. Satan and his fallen angels, who came to be worshipped by men, later uh, idols, were erected in their names. Baal, Moloch, Dagon, others, you know. The Egyptian solar disk called Ra was surrounded by Isis, Osiris, and a retinue of immortals. Fallen angels were the source of Greek and Roman demigods and goddesses. Zeus, Apollo, Aphrodite, Artemis, um, super beings with super knowledge. Some of these are not separate gods, but are their names in different cultures. These are titles and traditions of the original false gods and virgin birth story of Nimrod, uh, Samarimus, and Tammuz. Another lie from the government, right? Yeah. So governments get like people to worship them because then they have more control, right? And that's what they did back then, and that's what they're doing now. So this story was familiar to these cultures from uh, Babel before they were separated and spread throughout the earth by God. So you see, it spread all over the earth. Right. To put it bluntly, back to Gary here, to put it bluntly, they, are, they were man's earliest contact with aliens from outer space. Since Christ's first coming, accompanied by the general dispensation of the Holy Spirit, they have quietly receded into the background. But just as prophesied for the latter days, they have arisen to prominence once again. Giving, uh, given their transdimensional origins, they have the ability to appear in the guise most easily accepted by contemporary society. Uh, in the current case, they simply meet man's expectation that there is life on other planets. So they pose as extraterrestrial visitors, bringing advanced technology. 
But make no mistake, they are one and the same people as the ancient gods, and their goal is the same, namely to corrupt man to such an extent that Christ's redemption is rendered null and void. Mm-hmm. Old gods and new, Gary continues. In the book of Deuteronomy, Song of Moses, Israel was rebuked for having worshipped these false gods. Deuteronomy 32, 16 and 17. They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods. With abominations provoked they him to anger. They sacrificed unto devils or demons, not to God, to gods whom they knew not, to new gods that came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. Well, Moses' song is an extended prophecy for the latter days, predicting the events that will characterize Israel's beliefs and behaviors in the period leading up to and including the judgments of the tribulation. And here he recalls Israel's past involvement with these false gods, their graven images and idols. And these we now identify as fallen angels and their demonic subordinates. And they have emerged once again to prepare the way for the world of the Antichrist. Now, I don't have the same doctrine as Gary does on the Antichrist, but you can see hidden manna for the end times for the true nature of Antichrist beast that so few understand. But take note especially, Gary says, of the future reference to the new gods that came newly up. <laughs> yeah. Here Moses prophesies that entirely new gods of the same genre uh, as the old gods will make their appearance in the latter days. Uh, are we seeing these today masquerading as space travelers? Well, let me say the New Age people are in contact with these demons uh, and report their words to the world. The New Age people are their prophets. You see? Uh, they don't know what they're contacting here. But we do because we know the Bible. Gary went on to say, uh, Though we cannot be dogmatic on the issue, it is nevertheless compelling that this prophecy refers to new gods unknown to the patriarchs of ancient Israel it appears that contemporary men of science and technology are now worshiping these new gods as they bring their gifts of advanced knowledge from the stars. Such tokens are welcomed by those who worship science rather than God. True. Well, let me say that many point out that uh, as were the days of Noah, so it shall be in the coming of the Son of Man. So we have to have the same problem today with giants. But they're not giants that we have the type and the shadow for in the Old Testament. See, everything in the Old Testament is a type and a shadow, but in the New Testament it is fulfilled um, 
in the letter of the New Testament. We can't make gossip into doctrine. There are people that say they've seen these giants. In fact, I heard a story about giants that were seen and disappeared in front of them. Well, that lets you know that they weren't fleshly giants. And these giants in the Bible were flesh. They died. They were killed. The flood wiped them out. It doesn't sound much like man crossed with angels. And if they were, they didn't have much angel in them. They all died. Normal-sized humans in the Bible killed these giants. So just how much angel could they have had in them? Hmm. Okay. Just one angel in the Bible killed 185,000 men. You don't want to mess with these angels. Now, if we had two or three witnesses, fine. But what we really have is a whole bunch of fables that the Christians are passing on just like the Jews did. Any giants that disappear are just like the aliens. They're just demonic manifestations and not men. In the Bible code search for these things, Fabrice found a matrix which said, quote, The aliens slash all are seraphim slash many are the UFOs slash all are demons slash the wicked ones end quote wow very clear in the bible code who these people are or who these <laughs> aliens are remember that a- angels manifest in the appearance of men in the bible and so can demons we also have on our site a testimony by a man who became a christian when researching alien abductions and finding out that when many Christians were abducted and used the name of Jesus on the aliens, they found themselves back in their bed and the aliens were nowhere to be seen. (laughs) Yeah, that'll convert you, won't it? (laughs) Well, Well, the same colonel that I spoke of earlier was forced to sign a pledge to not speak the name of Jesus around the aliens in the deep state underground cities. Huh, wonder why. Are they afraid of the name of Jesus? You bet. (laughs) So we have other articles on our site. I'll put a list of them here. Aliens are demons manifested in flesh. Alien demons bow to Jesus' name. Sons of God, aliens, and giants. So, and you may want to read this again slowly because I'm going through it very fast. I understand that, but I got to get it out. Of course, if aliens uh, planted life on this planet, some would say God is kind of old-fashioned. I mean, who, who who's going to believe that, right? And this is the whole point the devil wants to make. And also these aliens will do everything they can to destroy the Bible and belief in God. Listen to this. I'm going to call it Added Books of the Bible, Disproven by God. And this is David Eels, 427.22. The people 
are wrong who say there were other books of the Bible that should have been included, or the apocryphal books should not have been taken out of the Bible, but they were never really a part of the Bible. Saying we only had 66 books, while many were missing. Well, how do they know that? They made that up. Uh, the White Hats retrieved all of them from the basement of the Vatican. Well, uh, first of all, they are not the, the heroes of uh, right doctrine. <laughs> and these were books, true, and books that they wanted to hide for some reason, true. Uh, so who made these people experts on the anointed words which they have never followed? Okay? I'm not talking about just the Catholics. I'm talking about these people who say, oh, we're supposed to have these other books in there. Who told them? Who made them experts at this? There have been many books hidden at the Vatican, but numerics is a pattern in every letter of the original Greek and Hebrew, parts of which are shown in various ancient manuscripts. Every manuscript can be proven as to where this pattern is or isn't, showing the original text. So when you put all these ancient manuscripts together and you search them through for this pattern, you can put together an original text. Some people say you don't have an original text. That's wrong. God's pattern proves the original text. And I'll put some links here so you can study that. Anyway, this pattern was designed by God to prove that only the 66 books are inspired by him. No other book has been found to have this complete pattern in every letter and its position. The Catholics added their apocryphal books that were proven not to have this pattern. The original King James Version had these books in it because they were basically Catholics that were rebelling against the Pope. I got to tell you. It's the facts. They put the apocryphal books in the original King James. Uh, Satan and his aliens want desperately to pollute the Bible. The New Agers throw out the book of Revelation because they don't like it. It doesn't fit with their thousand years of peace and prosperity, right? So they throw it out of the book. It just doesn't belong in there. But it has this perfect pattern disproving their thousand years of peace. So we will soon find out, you know, if we're going to have this thousand years of peace. I'm telling you, it's going to be interrupted by the book of Revelation. And where the original numeric Greek New Testament is used, Bible skip sequence codes will show up all through the text. Yes. See, when you get, the, get them in the right order, each letter in its place... And, and every letter being in the pattern, the, you will find these codes on top of codes on top of codes. God pronounced a curse at the end of the true Bible on all who add to or take from its words. Revelation 22, 18 through 21. I testify unto every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto them, God shall add unto him the plagues which are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the tree of life and out of the holy city which are written in this book. 
Okay, so the 66 books are proven by math, the most exact science, and God put it into every one of his books. In fact, he put it into all of nature. You can check on that, too. Uh, our book, uh, Science Proves the Bible, I'll put a link to it here. Uh, it, it shows you that in nature, God puts a mathematical pattern. And would it be surprising that he did it in the Bible, too? He did. He did. And we have the, new, the numeric English New Testament, a translation from that original text. Uh, the Holy Bible, Holy True, uh, numerics, and the King James Version, because some people think it's the only inspired Word of God, and they just don't know what they're talking about. When they look at the numeric pattern, they will see how you can get that original text. And other materic, uh, numeric materials I put here so that you would know um, about this pattern and about how we find, we have on our site the numeric English New Testament. We believe it's the best one. Um, Ivan Patton made the original new, numeric English New Testament, and he did a wonderful job, awesome job. Um, he, he made some corrections in there that were actually in the text, so they weren't needed to be in there twice. And, and some of the old English words are not even known today. So we changed some of those words to be, to represent more modern English so people could understand what they're reading. And, uh, and this, other than that, the whole thing is, uh, Ivan's original work. And uh, it's on our site. It's the most accurate New Testament in the world. And um, others, too, have worked on numeric English New Testaments, you know. And so here's the thing. Who are these experts? By what authority do they make themselves experts? Even the Catholics, you know, put the apocryphal books in with anointed 66 books. And they were wrong. And, and uh, by the way, the Protestants ultimately realized that without numerics, that they were wrong. And they ultimately took them out of the King James and following uh, Bibles because they knew that they were not anointed like the 66 books. They took them out. Later, numerics was discovered, and we found out, wow, they were uh, moved by God to take them out. Hmm. And uh, because this pattern proves every ancient manuscript. Don't even use a later manuscript. It's a copy off a copy off a copy, uh, which the received text is, by the way, and which the King James came from, this uh, young manuscript called the received text. Uh, the ASV, for instance, goes straight back to the ancient manuscripts. Every Bible that's translated should go back to the ancient manuscripts, not the copies off of copies off of copies. Okay, that's just common sense. You can pass around the room a sentence, and each one is to repeat that, and before it gets around to you, it'll be totally different. <laughs> it's just the way it works, you know. 
Men get into their translations. Their doctrines get into their translations. Go to something that comes directly off the ancient manuscripts, like the American Standard Version, which Ivan Pennon, the guy who discovered uh, uh, numerics, said was the most accurate one on the market and head and shoulders above all the rest. That's what he said. And um, I asked the Lord years ago when I was in a church that all of them used the King James Version. But the preacher kept correcting it uh, with um, Greek and Hebrew. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, and this was over 50 years ago, I said, Lord, I'd, I'd like to have an accurate Bible that doesn't have to be corrected all the time. <laughs> and uh, so he led me to the ASV. And I discovered that a lot of theologians out there who, who claim uh, the King James Version um, went to Bible school and they used the, the ASV because it was so accurate in their Bible schools. Because I've seen these books on their shelves. I said, oh, I see you have an ASV there. Yes, we used it in Bible school because it was so accurate. I said, so why are you using the King James? Da, 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 da. They don't really have a good answer for that other than the fact it's popular and people have said, oh, this is the only inspired Word of God, right? So, you know, there's a lot of foolishness out there. We uh, Anyway, when I got the ASV, and I was um, in this church where they were all using the King James, and the and the preacher was correcting the King James with the original Greek and Hebrew. Uh, I would look in my Bible and I'd say, "Hmm, it's right in my Bible." And I would take my Bible, stick it over in the face of somebody next to me. Look, mine's right. And actually, just before I, I came up with the ASV, I was using the Amplified Version, which came off of ancient manuscripts. Uh, and sometimes their notes were not acceptable, but uh, their the Bible in between was much more accurate than the King James. And so I, and at that time, I, I showed them, look, mine's right. <laughs> so you're wrong about the King James Version. Uh, we, we need to keep an open mind and find what is accurate by the basis of God's pattern. Now, some people scoff at this, but they don't understand math is correct. Math is the exact science. It is correct. There is nobody that has this pattern. Ivan Panin challenged uh, people of his day leading agnostics and people of his day to just create one paragraph that's numerically perfect. The mind that can do that is extremely beyond anything we've got. Okay? Nobody could do it. And nobody could disprove what he said about math and nobody collected that thousand dollars. Nobody could disprove his numeric pattern, and nobody collected the $1,000. It's there. It's astounding what people will believe just because their preachers tell them, or just because they read a book by somebody uh, who was 
you know, fanatically involved in one particular version. You know, this is not common sense, and it, it's not a mind that is looking for truth. I looked for truth. I asked God for truth. I, I was asking God for truth when I thought I had the truth, and I didn't understand. Well, I'm constantly asking God for the truth. Well, you know what? If you ask God for the truth, he will lead you to the truth. And it may be contrary to everything men say. Let me say, throughout history, the overwhelming majority of God's people have always been wrong. <clears throat> so if you go by the multitudes, you will be wrong. You have to seek out truth for yourself. With fear and trembling, the Bible says, right? Search for truth, and don't add to it, and don't take away from it, because there's a curse on that, as we saw in the last few verses of the Bible. And this, uh, this delusion that is going forth through the New Age, you'll find a lot of them are really pushing uh, the Nasara Jasara, uh, which, by the way, is so far beyond... Um, what we have now in, in honesty and in equality and so on and so forth, that it kind of grabs people, okay? But they are the ones that have pushed this forward. And they're moralizers, you know. They tell you, you, you know, kindness between people. We're all brothers and all this other, you know, stuff, 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 you know. Uh, so there is, uh, I'm not speaking against morality, I'm speaking against the way you get there. I mean, only God can make a person moral. Other people can talk about it, but when they hit their thumb with a hammer, the real truth comes out. Okay? So, that's the thing. They talk moral. But let me show you in the very near future how man is a beast. A very wise man said that in Ecclesiastes. Man is nothing more than the beast, and that's going to be proven. Now, when they dig into these underground facilities and they find all the children shackled to walls and eaten and, um, and so on and so forth, um, experimented on and all this garbage, uh, they find out that men can go to the very depths of, of depravity. And um, all are equally able to do this. Uh, moralizing people does not tell them how to get there. That's, uh, that's an act of faith that gets you there. We behold in a mirror the glory of the Lord, and we're transformed into that same image from glory to glory. Of course, they scoff at Jesus being this, this person. So they don't, they're not really moral. This is a show. Uh, it's a deception. Jesus was moral. He came to reveal to us the Father. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He came to reveal the morality of God, and not only that, to be a sacrifice so that we could get there, so that inside we would truly be moral beings, not just uh, a facade, not just a an act that's put on. 
Anybody who says that they're moral but follows aliens and demons and talks to aliens like seances, you know, uh, they're deceived. There's no morality there. One day they will turn on you who are moral because you believe in Jesus Christ and his morality is in your heart. They will turn on you. So I say, be careful. Uh, with a lot of the stuff that they say, it's just stuff. You know, it's a ooh, way out there. You know what I'm about? Me? Anyway, I hope you've gained something from this, and I hope that um, you will be aware of the uh, disclosures coming that are going to look very physical because, I, as I said, angels can manifest in, in apparent flesh. They can and they do. And, uh, and fallen angels can do the same thing. But as my friend, the colonel, said, they could get next to a wall and pass right through it. Well, that's not physical. It's only apparent physical. So, God bless you, saints, and thank you so much for joining us today. And, Father, we just ask that you open the eyes of all of our brethren, Lord, to help them to know and to discern between uh, true uh, and false and uh, understand the deceptions of these demons that are coming forth today. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us, saints. We'll do it again sometime. For information, materials, and to contribute, go to unleavenedbreadministries.org. Contributions only may be addressed to David Eels. Post Office Box 231616, Montgomery, Alabama, 36123. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe. For oh, your mercy stands and your word is true, oh Jesus, I trust in you. And when I face that darkest night, Shining rays of red and white Jesus, I trust in you Sacred heart in you I find Mercy seated for all time I am yours and you are mine Oh Jesus, I trust in you Though the mountains fall into the sea still believe, for oh, your mercy stands and your word is true, oh Jesus, I trust in you, though the mountains fall into
Though the rivers rise, I still believe. For your mercy stands and your word is true, O oh, Jesus.